0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to New Jersey Franchise Studio. My name is Marissa Roushway with Roushway Law, a franchise and business law practice. On this episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with Judith Feldman of Newmark Associates as she shares her wealth of knowledge on the New Jersey commercial real estate market and the steps for finding commercial real estate, particularly as a first-time franchisee. Hope you enjoy! So I'm very excited to have Judith Feldman on this episode of New Jersey Franchise Studio podcast. Um, I know that there are um, a number of people out there, um, hopefully listening, um, who are uh, about to get started in a uh, search for commercial real estate in, in New Jersey. Um, it's definitely a, a very common thing for a new franchisee. Um, so Judith, I'd love to start by just giving everybody some uh, some of your background, um, just, just to introduce you to everybody who's listening.
1: Thanks, Marissa. First of all, thanks for the opportunity. Um, I've, I've been a commercial real estate professional for the past 15 years, all of which have been with Newmark Associates CRE, which is based in Morris County, New Jersey. Uh, Newmark's mission is to create commercial real estate opportunities for its clients and customers while providing the highest caliber of expertise and professionalism. Interestingly enough, Newmark is the largest woman-owned commercial real estate firm in New Jersey with approximately 30 active agents. I came mm-hmm. to commercial real estate many years and careers after getting my MBA, having worked as a strategic planner in healthcare having been a retail business owner myself in a brick and mortar store, and having consulted as a certified art appraiser. Um, My diverse background has actually provided the experience of working with many different types of clients and customers, all of which have served me well in the world of commercial real estate. So over the past 15 years, I've represented landlords, tenants, sellers, buyers of multiple types of properties. Retail, industrial complexes, office buildings, medical buildings, and professional condos. So I've come in contact with many different requirements and met many different types of people.
0: Um, thank you for that, Judith. Uh, that that's certainly really helpful um, to, to know the perspective that that you're bringing, um, I feel like to an area that a lot of people don't know too much about unless they've gone through, um, you know, either purchasing or, or leasing commercial space. Um, and that actually dovetails, I think, quite nicely into one of my first questions is that, you know, a, a lot of people are familiar with real estate in the residential context, either renting mm-hmm. or, or, or buying. Um, but I'd like to give people a better sense of, um, you know, the difference between a, a commercial real estate professional versus a, uh, someone who focuses more on uh, residential real estate.
1: Okay, and we both agree this is not to disparage the residential real estate professional at all. Oh, absolutely not. Exactly. Um, I'm going to refer to CRE throughout our talk as commercial real estate. So a CRE professional is specifically skilled at understanding a multitude of business models and their respective space requirements. The language and issues pertaining to commercial real estate transactions are really quite different from those of residential transactions, regardless if it's a lease or sale transaction. For example, um, first and foremost is knowing the municipality's zoning for a specific site. Is it a permitted or a conditional use? Or is it a prohibited use? As a CRE agent, one should be comfortable to talk with local zoning officers to better understand the current and perhaps future zoning. Um, that conversation might open up opportunities to of avoid going down a dead-end road, which is timely and costly. I always take it upon myself to confirm the zoning, and I do not rely on another pre- broker's interpretation, even another commercial real estate agent's interpretation. Uh, knowledge of the market is also really important. The CRE has data access and bases not available to a residential broker. MLS will not suffice. The data available to a commercial real estate agent is includes the rental rates or purchase price per square foot. It provides trends in the rates and pricing and vacancy stats. Analyzing all of the above really provides critical data data in helping determine whether the asking is within the market and if the location is vibrant and conducive for that requirement. One does not want to go into an area which is on a downward trend, and the data that is provided to the CRE through our databases gives you that information um, thirdly, the CRE has a knowledge of lease terms, their implications, and then negotiating what's best for a client in what one would ex- and one should expect that from the CRE professional since most franchises are retail properties one can assume it will be a triple net lease. But one triple net lease is not the same as another triple net lease. One needs to know what the triple net encompasses, in what condition will the space be delivered, how is the replacement of a heating um, and air conditioning unit handled, how are the common light charges charged back to the tenant, and is the landlord willing to fit out the space, provide dollars for the tenant fit out, or provide free rent in lieu of the above? Are there restrictions as to the hours of operation? And is there an exclusivity clause to protect the tenant? The last thing you want is a competitive uh, business going into the same strip mall or area that you are in. To assist the client in deciding on a given property for his business, you should expect the professional to do a side-by-side analysis of the terms offered on the various properties being considered by the tenant.
0: Hey, hey, Judith, if I could just jump in. Sure. Um, first of all, that, that's really helpful information. Um, just for somebody who may be listening, um, who is very, very new to this game, um, mm-hmm. can, you just, can you just let them know what you mean when you say um, a triple net lease?
1: Sure, it's all the costs associated for the management and the operation of the building, of your space. So it could encompass insurance, you will pay utilities. It encompasses your your heating, your electrical, um, and any any other charges, management fees, snow plowing, landscaping that would be involved in a particular retail property.
0: Got it. No, that I'm sure that's very helpful. Um, for again, somebody who's who's new to this. Um, and sure. if 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 you could speak a little bit uh, about somebody who's looking to purchase uh, a commercial property,
1: sure. So regarding the purchase of commercial property, the uh, professional should recognize and perform many of the analyses that would be involved in purchase of any property. Is it an investment property? If it is, the agent will analyze the tenant information, including the rent roll and lease abstract. In other words, when you talk about an investment property, it could be something you're going to use, but in addition to your use, the building also has other tenants that are generating income your professional will help you analyze that income so that you can determine if you're really getting the best value for the for the asking price furthermore you'll have data to look at comps for such like properties and you'd want to have a due diligence so that you could really explore and make sure that the municipality's zoning there's no is is in compliance with what you want and furthermore what does each municipality require in terms of the process for the change of ownership and tenancy? And sometimes it's the, the most work comes in the last 10% of a deal. We mm-hmm. traditionally find it's really at the very end where all of a sudden issues crop up. And you need someone who's going to stay with it and not walk away once a contract is signed. Uh,
0: so Judith, on on that point, um, that 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 last um, ten percent, that, that that may cause a a, a delay or a, additional time um, needed for this process, um, that that actually segues nicely into a question that comes up um, all the time um, when um, I'm dealing with with franchise deals and and really looking at the timeframes that are often in a franchise agreement that a franchisor gives um, a potential franchisee or a franchisee to secure property um you know that sometimes the properties is for the location is already in the franchise agreement but frequently right. it's not and there's Aww. there's a time frame given so i get this question all the time you know is the for example 180 days 270 days is it does that make sense um in, in light of what um, needs to happen and, and the typical timeframes for finding uh, commercial property. Um, so with, with that background, um, I'd love to get your take on, you know, somebody who's starting now, um, starting cold to look in New Jersey uh, for a commercial space. Um, and again, you know, acknowledging that, you know, commercial space, you know, runs the gamut. Um, it's not one size fits all, and, and different industries and different businesses will require um, something different. Um, I'd love it if you could give everybody a sense of the timeframes for uh, securing commercial property in New Jersey.
1: Well, there, it's never too much time. So fair enough. <laughs> it's never too much time. Um, I think one hundred six hundred eighty days, six months, is a fair is a fair is a fair time frame and unless you're dealing with um a requirement that requires any state approval that Mm -hmm. and we're going to put that aside yep um so critical first is to your point is it is the franchisee given a defined geographic area if not then it really requires first of all finding someone with whom the franchisee can work with. And that's a lot of asking local business people, talking to other franchisees, um, talking to other businesses. And what one should do is really pick up the phone, Google, and having a conversation with a professional. You should be interviewing a professional and a professional should be inviting you to come in to meet face-to-face because that goes a long way in establishing a rapport because this person, you are really dependent on this person to do a lot of legwork for you, and to that point, the um, professional should really be asking questions, understanding your, the business, determining the criteria ch- criteria that makes a particular area work for you. You should be conducting different searches of sites based on that criteria. That's easy. That just takes a few hours. What's critical is having that professional doing the vetting for you over the phone, you know, asking other brokers of, of properties questions that are germane to you. Is there another tenant with a like business there? What are the hours of operation? That professional should be articulating all your key concerns so that you can rule in or rule out certain sites. And then it's a matter of really mapping it out and, and then sending those particular sites. And, and also... Does the landlord want your use? Mm. You don't want to go someplace where a landlord is not looking favorably upon your use. Otherwise, it's an uphill battle. So that's really an important question to ask a broker. Does your landlord want this kind of use? Assuming you come up with a few locations, you should be getting the vetting done. Now, a lot of that will be contingent on how quickly a broker gets back to your broker. Mm. But assuming they do, then you should be able to schedule some tours and there's nothing better than a physical visit to a site. Right. and You want to yeah. go there during the day to see how vibrant and active this property is. You want to also go at nighttime by yourself to feel does it feel safe and secure if your business is in fact a business that generates clients uh, or, or customers in the evening. All of this is really important for, you to, for the franchisee to be comfortable. Now, the next step would be, assuming you've identified two or three possible sites, rather than a letter of intent, which sort of stipulates what you, the tenant, is willing to pay, why give that information to a landlord? I, I prefer to do an extra step and issue a request for a proposal. And thereby, I'm asking the landlord to formally state the asking terms. Now I'm in the position to discuss with the client what we want, how we want to counter, and what we want to do. And all of this can take place within a day or two. You know, it's, it's a back and forth, and there's nothing better than keeping the communication going. And if you can't get the communication from the broker, you're really counting on your, your broker to be your advocate. All right. And then finally, once you sort of get back that information, you've gone through the dance and you should be going through the dance. too. if you have two or three sites, you should be having your broker issue all these communications to the land, to the two or three sites so that you're in a position to really analyze what your options are. Mm. And, and what you want your land, your broker to do is really provide you with a good side by side analysis And that would encompass not just the rental rates, but all of some of the the other issues, hours of operation, access, all the things that are really important to you, the tenant. And then once you basically get those, you've sort of made a decision, that's when I really like to issue an LOI so that we have one correspondence between the, the broker for the tenant, the broker for the landlord, listing and stipulating all the agreed to terms, because if you have to try to go back through emails, it is very confusing. And at that point, I like both parties to sign off on an LOI, which stipulates the agreed to terms. This becomes the basis by which the attorneys can start to draft the lease. I can't tell you how many times um, leases get, I'm going to use screwed up, because no time, one is really, time. no one really gets, no one's really clear as to what are the agreed to terms. Yep. And so yes. I find a signed LOI after all the other correspondence has been done is really a very useful tool. And then furthermore, the broker, your broker, your professional should be, re- when the lease is being drafted, your broker should be reading those leases to make sure that the leases reflect the business terms You know, no one, we're not lawyers, but we certainly have been the add value when it comes to reviewing leases. And sometimes the landlord will insert clauses like a relocation clause, which has never been discussed, and all of a sudden it's in the lease.
0: Yep. Absolutely. And I think
1: you, and you as a lawyer, I'm sure you can appreciate that as well.
0: 100, 100%. Um, and, you know, I'll just add to that, that, you know, it's, it's never a, a bad thing to have another set of eyes, particularly a set of eyes um, that has, you know, such extensive background um, into what, you know, leases typically look, look like. I mean, obviously the tenants um, will, will, or should be reviewing their own lease as well as the attorney, um, yes. another, but having another professional set of eyes, um, on it, um, you know, is, is always beneficial. So I, I certainly appreciate
1: that. I mean, I think lawyers and brokers are, they're, they're part of your team Yep. and, and it's really important to have a really good team. Um, just some thoughts that you and I had discussed, you really want architects and contractors lining these people up from the start. You um, asking people for advice from people who are com- comfortable in a specific geographic area, because if, in fact, you're going to do the fit out, you want people who know how to get permits and approvals done in the specific municipality in which your your franchise is located. Um, and I also think that the professional real estate person should stay with the tenant through the entire process. Uh, once a lease is signed doesn't mean you say your, your commercial broker says says goodbye They should be staying in contact with you to help facilitate any things that comes up. And they do come up all the time.
0: So, so Judith, I think, um, you know, typically I I have some some follow up questions, um, but you really hit. Uh, the all the key points that I that I wanted to make sure listeners um, got out today on uh, on this podcast. Um, If there's there's anything else that you think, um, particularly somebody who has never done this before, um, should know where um, and again, you know, much of the audience is uh, in the franchise space. So for, for somebody who is, you know, about to You know, they they have a signed franchise agreement in hand and they're about to look for commercial real estate, um, you know, for their for their business. I'm sure they're they're excited. They're anxious. Um, They've listened to this podcast and gotten, you know, a wealth of information. Do you think there's anything else that that they um, that you think that they should should know before?
1: Well, I, I do think you should make a commitment to work with one commercial real estate professional. If you shot if you're using multiple real estate people, they're stepping over each other and they will not feel that you are as committed to them as they would be to you. So if you find someone with whom you are really comfortable, I would give them the exclusive to right to represent you that way. They have a fiduciary responsibility to you and to you alone. And I think it goes a long, long way. you should be feeling free to call your professional at all times to come in. It's really a, a long-term relationship. And your, the success of the tenant is a reflection of the success of the broker. And a good broker feels very invested in the success of their tenants
0: got it um, well Judith like I, like I mentioned before I think this was a, a wealth of information and um, in, in the the short time that that we had here so I wanted to thank you again um, for for sharing this information for everyone um, uh, I look forward to, to to seeing you out there uh, in the the commercial real estate space as um, you know franchisees and and other you know uh, business owners in New Jersey continue to to secure and and look for space in the market and appreciate that professionals um, like you are out there to assist.
1: Marissa, thank you for the opportunity. I really enjoyed it.
0: You got it. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, you, everyone.
1: Uh, thank you. Bye bye.